This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. I'm Oshin Langan. What a dramatic night last night was. Bohemians came from behind to earn a 3-2 win against Dundalk. Derry City left it late but managed to beat Sligo Rovers by two goals to one. Rory Keating's injury time equaliser meant that uh, Cork City, well, they remain second from bottom but they keep par with Drada because they drew nil all with Shamrock Rovers. So had St. Pat's won, they would have been two points behind Rovers. As it is, the gap remains at four points. Derry City still in third position, but level on points with St. Pat's. They're both on 43. Dundalk fourth on 49. 39, I beg your pardon. Bohemians now on 38. They're just one point behind fourth place Dundalk. Shelburne, following their 4-0 win against UCD, in sixth position on 34 points. Sligo Rovers, there's an eight-point gap between seventh place where they are and sixth place where Shells are. Sligo Rovers now just one point ahead of Drogheda. Cork City second from bottom on 23 and UCD bottom on 9 points. We will be going to Richmond Park to get the thoughts of Keith Tracy on uh, St. Pat's performance and he'll tell us what he thinks about Cork City. We'll also hear from Liam Buckley of Cork City and John Daly, the St. Pat's manager. Um, Paul Crowley, formerly of Shamrock Rovers and Drogheda, will talk us through the scoreless draw between those two at Weavers Park uh, and we'll have a roundup of the first division. First though, Let's get all the detail from the Ryan McBride Brandywell, where Derry City enjoyed a 2-1 victory, a much-needed victory against Ligo Rovers. Watching for us, former Derry City player Garth McGlynn. Thanks, Oshin. The final score here from the Ryan McBride Brandywell Stadium is Derry City 2, Sligo Rovers 1. It's Will Patching's late, late penalty got Derry City back to winning ways in a dramatic finale at the Brandywell. Minutes after Sligo goalkeeper Luke McNicholas had denied Ben Doherty from the spot. Derry were awarded a second penalty and Patching, who was the substitute, made no mistake with 94 minutes on the clock. City took the lead on a half hour and I have to say Derry were the better team in the first 30 minutes. It was scrappy. You could see Sligo were committed and, and playing for their manager but Derry went in front in the half hour and it was an incisive through ball from Brandon Kavanagh who for me was Derry's best player up until he came off after an hour. And then he put it on a plate for McGonagall, who swept home his third goal of the season. Sligo responded quickly, however. The Brandywell were silenced when former Derry City defender Danny Lafferty levelled just 10 minutes later. It was Niall Moran, who to me was their best player on the night. The number eight was brilliant the whole night. Up and down, box to box, never give the ball away. Very impressive. He did brilliantly to create space in the middle of the pitch and he sent Lafferty forward into space. And then the fullback drilling the ball low past Brian Marr into the net. It was actually about 18 yards out and he put it into Brian Marsh from post. But it was substitute Will Patching looked to have Derry's best chance of the night uh, and it was him that, that, that he got the winner but he actually had a great chance on 75 minutes when he collected a pass from Ronan Boyce just inside the area and he attempted to find the top corner with a brilliant curling effort which was cleared over the crossbar. Derry said he dominated in the closing stages and Doherty almost scored a spectacular second on 81 minutes. It was actually a carbon cost of the one he scored up in Tala recent, recently to get that one-all draw. That was in 81 minutes when he met a Patrick McElhinney pass with a superb first-time effort 
which hit the inside of the post and somehow stayed out. Moments later, Doherty took aim again, but this time his his shot was brilliantly blocked by the half of John Mahan, and referee Neil Doyle pointed to his penalty spot. It was a great decision by Neil Doyle. He spotted the hand coming up from the body. Doherty stepped up, put his team back in front, but his effort was saved by McNicholas, who also stopped Doherty's rebound with the header. It was a a great double save. Then it was left over to Will Patching in the 94th minute, and he made made no mistake. It was a brilliant victory for Derry and Rory Higgins will be absolutely delighted considering it's their last league game now um, with their home and away European match either side of the FAI Cup match with uh, here at the Brandy Well. So a great three points for Derry and now it's off to Europe. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast and that was Gareth McGlynn on Derry's Late Late Show against Sligo Rovers. Two goals to one the final score there. By the way, coming up you're going to hear from Keith Tracy. And I mentioned the dog Shamrock Rovers and St. Pat's all playing in Europe next week. I forgot to mention Derry in that conversation. Um, obviously, Gareth just spoke about it there. They're off to the Faroe Islands. And that would be an absolutely wonderful trip for anyone who's going. You can listen to that game on Drive 105. I was lucky enough to do a few games with Drive, Drive 105 uh, this season. Unfortunately, I didn't get the call for the Faroe Islands, but that's okay. It's a place I'd love to go and see, actually. Um, it's a place that's kind of strongly connected to St. Pat's fans, given that Brian Kerr was the manager of the Faroe Islands. Is that a bit of a stretch? Maybe it is. I don't know. Anyway, there was, as we say, some late dramatics at the Ryan McBride Brandywell. It was the same at Daly Mount Park, where Dundalk were leading 2-1, well into the second half. But Bowles turned it around. Extratime.com's Aoife Mullen was there. Aoife, tell us about it. You mentioned Derry off to the Faroe Islands, Dundalk obviously off to Gibraltar during the week. And they would have wanted to go off the back of a positive result. They would have wanted to keep that run going and keep that momentum going because they were coming into this in a good run of, run of form. The first half, like as you said, Dundalk were on top at the break. You, you'd you wonder, and I'm sure Stephen O'Donnell was feeling very lucky to be in that position because Bowes came out really, really strong. They were very much on top in the first half and it was Dundalk's first shot really through Lee Coco that ended in the back of the net that gave them their their first goal, which was the equaliser after both had gone ahead after 15 minutes. And like their first effort on goal came after three minutes. So, you know, they really set out their stall um, and they came out all guns blazing at the start. And it was only a matter of time before they got their, their first goal. But Dundalk came back it was one all after 23 minutes and then after 37 minutes a Conor Malley header put Dundalk in front and it was 2-1 at the break so we wondered would there be changes then after after half time but the game resumed the, the two sides came out um, same lineup, and I guess like as I said Bows were playing well so from Declan Devine's point of view it was you know more of the same keep trying and the chances w- will inevitably come it did take until about the 60, 60th minute for things to, to really liven up and it was a bit scrappy until then. Dundalk did have a chance and it was almost a carbon copy of that Conor Malley goal where there there was a cross in from Davis and it, it could very well have ended in a Dundalk goal and, and then it was Bose who had another chance in the 67th minute to, to equalise. They failed to do that. But then in the 70th minute, I suppose 20 minutes left to play on the clock, Declan Devine turned to his bench, brought on two players and um, they proved to be pivotal changes really. So, you know, at that stage, um, Tordek 
came on for Declan McDade, who had been very strong throughout the game. And John O'Sullivan came on for Adam O'Donnell. And it was John O'Sullivan then who got that all important equaliser after 81 minutes. And I think that really got the team going, but got the crowd going. And we know how important home advantage is from a Dundalk point of view. That was so evident last Friday in the game against Shamrock Rovers when the crowd are behind you that cliche of, you know, the extra man. But it's certainly the, the crowd in Daily Mount, the home crowd, were were stunned, but in full voice when that equaliser went in. And you felt that if any team was to get the next goal, it would probably be Bowes. We didn't have too much time to think about it because that is what happened. Um, and we say that momentum is such a, a huge thing in football. I mentioned it there that from the Dundalk point of view, they would have wanted to go into the European game on Thursday carrying that momentum but but certainly once Afalabi shot hit the back of the net I think the crowd in Daily Mount everybody was off their seats at that point and we knew then a crucial end five minutes coming up and then the fourth official had announced that there'd be five additional minutes played so at that point could there be more drama well we saw it around the other grounds that there 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 could be um Dundalk I you would feel would get one more chance and they did had brought on Ryan O'Kane, who obviously injected a bit of pace. Keith Ward had come on. So Dundalk were looking for that little bit of magic. But perhaps those changes were just coming too late, you know, when, when they really needed to to force a chance and to to get an equaliser. Um, maybe it just was too little too late at that point. And we did say like one more chance, perhaps, um, that the Dundalk would have one last opportunity. And certainly at, towards the end, when the ball fell to, to Patrick Huben, and from a Dundalk point of view, who else would you want the ball to fall to? But um, his shot in additional time was was deflected and then John Martin just couldn't capitalise on the rebound. Fair play to James Talbot. He was able to, to save, but I know the, the away section in the, in the mono stand, the Dundalk fans would have been calling for a penalty perhaps. But, you know, you get those decisions and, and the balance of play, that you know, there are plenty of decisions that I suppose could have been one way or another but the, the crucial point is that at the end of the day 3-2 to Bose very tight now at that point of the table you know fourth and fifth just one point separating Dundalk and Bohemians so certainly the Gypsies will be feeling very happy given that they also have two games in hand so you've mentioned the four teams playing in Europe they've obviously all played 25 games at this point Bose have played 23 so they have those two games in hand over the top four and they've just closed that gap to the very, very minimum, just one point between them. So you would wonder at this stage, Dundalk with 11 games left to play, like, was this a crucial game? Was this a turning point in the race for European football next season? We don't know, but um, it, it just it felt like a very important night in Daily Mount. They will certainly take a lot from from this result and from the manner in which they were able to to come back and to to boss really Dundalk on the field and to come away with with three really valuable points. And it sounds like they deserve them. Bohemians beating Dundalk by three goals to at Daily Mount Park. Uh, Aoife Mullen of ExtraTime.com. Thank you very much. Right, let's go to Richmond Park where Cork City pulled it out of the fire with a late equaliser from Rory Keating. The ball was sent up the park. Keane Murphy threw his head at it. It kind of broke into the path of Keating who had a shot saved just minutes before, but he wasn't to be denied this time. Beautiful ball into the bottom corner. Nothing Dean Linus could do. 
St. Pats were on top for the bulk of the game, but were punished for not scoring the second goal. Their only goal of the game, their first goal, um, was a beauty from Jake Mulraney. If you haven't seen it, I recommend that you check it out. That's his sixth against, um, that's his sixth goal of the season in the league, and he's third against Cork City. After the game, I spoke to Liam Buckley, the Cork City boss, and John Daly, the St. Pats boss. We talked a bit about their European adventure coming up. But first, let's get the analysis of Keith Tracy, formerly of St. Pats in the Republic of Ireland. He was on a LOI TV commentary duty alongside me, and I put it to him that maybe, just maybe, City were a bit lucky to get a point out of the game. Did he agree or disagree? Let's find out. I wouldn't say they were lucky because although Pats Pats were dominant in all the statistics, possession, shots on target, successful passes, crosses into the box, all the stats you want to look at, but they were only one nil up in the game. And Cork had chances in the game. Uh, Rory Keaton had a, a volley that was well saved by Linus. They were putting some balls into the box that you're thinking, if there's a little bit more quality going in there, Cork have every chance of hitting the back of the net. Pats scored a goal and you know the, the goal from Moraine, it's a brilliant piece of individual talent but never really able to you know pepper the Cork goal never really able to turn the screw and from a Cork perspective I thought it was a brilliant away performance they killed it when they had to they they didn't let Pats you know, you know steamroll them which they can do the teams at Richmond so I thought Cork and Liam Buckley's uh, would be really really happy with that it was a bit of a smash and a grab at the end it was a brilliant finish from Keaton but when the game's 1-0 you have every chance of still getting something out of it For St Pats we did notice it in the second half that the energy dropped why was that and why couldn't they pick it up well they did pick it up but they couldn't find the second goal yeah to be fair though you see O'Shane there was a bit of a lull in the game you know Cork were, were building into they were keeping the ball they had more possession they were getting it out wide and as we said the quality coming into the box wasn't up to scratch and Pats were doing enough to defend it but in terms of you, you want to see Pats just take the bull by the horn you see John Daly bringing on uh, Owen Doyle and Tom Lonergan that was because he knew his team needed another goal to see this one safe he knew Cork would get a chance and it would just be whether or not Cork would hit the back of the net they managed to hit the back of the net but Pats will be really really disappointed with that they had chances to get over the line game management wasn't really something they were looking to do because they felt comfortable in it there was, there was an avenue there for Pats to win that game they were a better team on paper better team on the night haven't won the game and it's really frustrating for Pats because had they won tonight they would have only been two points off Shamrock Rovers yeah and look that's what we want I think Pats people are always asking me now are Pats in a title race I think Pats are definitely in a title race but they need to just take it game by game they don't want to come look too far ahead of themselves thinking we need to win this this and this just take every game as it comes obviously they're going into Europe now just take that enjoy that as it comes but don't forget about the league form the league form has been really really good especially here at home just keep playing well and see see where that takes you game by game. Let's talk about the new signings tonight. David Norman came on and did okay for uh, St. Pat's. He was involved in the concession of the equaliser, but I don't think the blame can come his way. It was just one of those high balls that kind of got caught between a few bodies and then fell to Keating. He finished it off very well. At Tiernan Brooks, the new guy for Cork City, the keeper, he was actually playing very well and then had to go off injured and was replaced by Jimmy Corcoran. But two good debuts tonight. Yeah, two really good debuts. I thought Norman was good. There was a couple of... Uh, couple of times Cork done the big diag right onto his head seeing how he dealt with that dealt with really well looked like a comfortable footballer as well put one or two decent tackle in and I thought the the Cork goalkeeper before he had to go off was actually quite good some of the balls into the box we spoke beforehand that when a new goalkeeper comes into a team you will look to put him under pressure but he looked really really good really able and hopefully his injury is not too bad This was your first time seeing City in the flesh in a while what did you make of them? I thought you were good. You know, you said in uh, in commentary that it's a second second in the table against second last in the table, and for long periods of the game, 
it didn't look like there was that big of a gulf between the two teams. I thought it was very nip and tuck and I think Pats just have that little bit more quality in the final tour and that's ultimately what is the difference between the two teams but Cork managed to find a way and I have to say I know Liam Buckley's renowned for you know uh, playing through the tours playing football possession based football but they mix it up well here hybrid uh, hybrid approach and managed to get something out of a game that you wouldn't expect them to and it was that mix that got them the equaliser they put Kia Murphy and Rory Keating up top they brought on Conor Drynan another man actually who made his debut tonight he signed from uh, Cove Ramblers during the week and, and played very well and they did get their goal so you know a lot of credit has to go to their management of course, yeah. And look, the Pats press was actually, it was decent at times. They were going after people and you could see the bodies were getting a little bit more tired. And, you know, at the end of the game, you know, tactics sort of go out to the window. You start lumping balls into the box. And as you see with the with the cork equaliser, it only takes one or two coin deflections and all of a sudden you have a chance on goal. So for all the beautiful, pretty play, if you pump a ball into the box, it has to be defended. And Cork, I think, mixed it up quite well at times. Before I let you go, St. Pat's going to Europe next week. They're away to do the launch in the Europa Conference League. Uh, Dundalk are playing uh, Bruno's Magpies. And uh, Shamrock Rovers are, are up against an Icelandic team, the name of which I, I forget in the Champions League. First of all, how important is it that all the teams, at the very least, get over the first hurdles in Europe? Hey, well, you'd like to think they could all get over it. You know, we, the, the league is getting stronger all the time. And, you know, when I was playing for, for St. Pat's and Europe rolled around... You know, it made the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. You were looking forward to the, the media were coming into training. They were making sure everybody was... It just made everybody sharper. So, I think Pat's next week, will, I think there is an eye on it. I think we can all say that there shouldn't be an eye on it, but I think every player wants to play in Europe. You look for that fixture as soon as the fixture list comes out. So, look, it's to be... It's to be we're all wishing for it to come. It's all coming now, but Pat's need to, need to just keep one eye on the league because you don't want to put all your eggs in, in the European basket. Say I get very excited about Europe, and I support every league of Ireland club in Europe. Do you? Do you yeah, of course Europe? I do. I just want the league to do well. I think I think I actually think that's a good thing about the Irish league is that when we're you know if Pats are not playing in Europe, we all go to them dark. If them dark yeah. aren't playing, well, we don't all support them though. There we don't all support them. Don't like we, seeing, yeah. we all want the league to do well. I think that's the underlying thing with everybody. Keith Tracy, thank you very much. Of course, Keith joining us here on the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. Before that, though. He was on duty for LOI TV where he was on co-commentary with me for St. Pat's one-all draw with Cork City. Let's get some management reaction from here in Richmond Park, which you will hear right now. John, is that two points dropped? Of course, when you can see it that late in the game, of course it is. Um, You know, obviously 1-0, we thought it was a relatively scrappy game and Jake produced the moment of magic. I thought we were the better team over the piece. I think we didn't have an awful, I don't remember Dean having loads of saves to make. Um, and we don't defend a long ball. I think we could have squeezed the line a bit quicker on the ball back, um, and we don't. And potentially a foul, but you know we're not going to argue about that. There's loads of little things that happen then. I think you get a ricochet, and then Keaton, to be fair to him, takes it well. It's, it's a good finish across across goal. All good strikers finish across the goalkeeper, and he done that well. How frustrating was it not to get the second goal, and why didn't you get the second goal? Of course it's frustrating. Um, I think the, the last little bit, the last little bit of quality, the last pass, the last um, maybe bit of movement wasn't there. So that's obviously why we didn't score. Um, it's obviously frustrating, but we still we still should see the game out 1-0. We're comfortable. Um, as I said, we, we changed to a back three to nullify their two strikers and I thought they'd done it really well. We dealt with most situations, uh, most balls forward, and the one ball we didn't deal with, we got punished. I know it's disappointing to lose the two points but in some ways is there a lot of satisfaction to be taken with the fact that you had a lot of possession and created 
a lot of chances and got um, at least one in for a debut tonight, David Norman. Yeah, but it still doesn't change the result. You know, obviously it's great when you, you have possession and you, you have chances, but you have to take them, you have to put teams to bed. If you don't in this league, you, you, you leave yourself uh, open to get punished and that's what happened. To be fair to Cork, they pushed and pushed and pushed at the end and um, as I said, it's just uh, there's, there's nothing to the goal, it's just a long ball up the pitch. We don't win the first contact, um, we don't pick up the second ball and then it drops to one of the top strikers in the league and he, he punished us. Is it doubly frustrating because Shamrock Rovers also dropped points tonight and had you won, the gap would have been down to two? Of course, yeah. I think most teams will look at results throughout the season and, and, and see it as you know, disappointing you know, points dropped throughout the season. Obviously when you won the up at home, coming into the, you know, inside the last two minutes of the game, you, you, you expect to see it out and um, we need to learn from it. We've got a young group in there, so we need to learn from it and make sure that it doesn't happen again. It's all eyes on Europe now. Will there be a buzz and anticipation and excitement ahead of next Wednesday's clash in Luxembourg? Yeah, we'll obviously get over the disappointment tonight, but then I think once that fades, you then you can then focus on, on next week. Um, obviously, myself and the staff are, are switched our attention now to the European game to try and do what we can to get through that and, and see if we can, uh, we can get through around. Given the financial rewards, I appreciate it's football people, you want to succeed in the footballing sense, but given the financial rewards and all that, is there pressure going into Europe or is it different to the league? What way does it work? No, I'm obviously well aware of the financial rewards for the club and it's, it's great if we can get through a few rounds and we're obviously quite ambitious, how far we want to go. So, um, you know, we, we obviously focus on the football side. I don't think when you're playing, you think of the, the rewards of uh, finances, etc. So, um, you know, but we're obviously, I'm obviously aware of, of what it means to the club, what it means to supporters. Um, you know, you don't even think the fans are probably thinking about the money side, but we're all looking to, to go on a trip and they're looking forward to going and playing different opposition. So, um, so yeah, we'd like to we'd like to go through a round or two and, and see where we can go. It'll be planes, trains and automobiles for the fans to Luxembourg. Best of luck. Thanks very much. Liam Buckley, that's a, a big, big point, isn't it? Yeah, it is an important point for us, bearing in mind where we're at at the moment. Um, and the way the other results went this evening. So, um, yeah, I'm delighted with it, to be honest. St. Pat's dominated possession and had more chances. But City stayed in the game and in the second half, you could sense the tension growing around here. Did you take advantage of that and maybe pounce on it in the end? Well, it's important that we scrapped it out and stayed in the game right to the end. And as I said to them, you'll get a few chances. You'll get two or three chances. And if you can get one, you never know what can happen from there. So uh, I didn't plan to have it scored in the 92nd minute, but uh, um, delighted with the finish uh, from Rudy. Um, so look, as I say, it is a great point. Um, and, and in fairness to the lads, they have worked hard out of possession to make it difficult for Pass to get. And too many, they didn't get too many clear-cut chances, as in, like, um, as in they should have scored, you know, that kind of way. So. Uh, as I say, it's a really good point. Talk me through the goal because while there was a little bit of luck in the way it fell to Keating, there was no luck about the finish. But Keane Murphy battled for it. I think Conor Drynan was in there as well. So that that wasn't an accident. That that's good management and good play. Yeah, look, we pushed Conor on obviously from where we're at here, losing one 0 um, As I said, they worked hard. And in fairness to them, you know, I, I wouldn't be grudging their point. You know, kind of. And as I said, let me look at they put in the same effort right through to the end of the season. We'll pick up a few points, and hopefully that'll be enough to get us up the table. Is it a, a moral boosting point in the sense that you know it was second from bottom against second tonight? So that like this would not be a place that you'd be expected to come and get anything from. No, and in fairness to Pass, having a great season, uh, having been up here over the years, big crowds. Uh, I'm delighted that they're doing so well. Um, but from where I'm at now, you know, I want Cork up the table. Uh, so we need to get our project better. 
uh, which we're working on with the lads, and we will get it better. Um, you know, we, we do transfer when they come up, we'll get, bring in one or two to try and strengthen the group up uh, right through the end of the season and see where we go from there with it. A stroke of bad luck for your debutant goalkeeper, Tiernan Brooks. He was playing well and then had to go off injured. Yes, he's, he's, he's got a kick in the instep, so we'll have to wait and see how that is. It, it was just bruised up a little bit, so uh, hopefully it's not too serious. Connor trying and impressed on his debut. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's it's very well. Delighted for him. Um, we signed him in last week. He's only in about a week with us in training. So, uh, but he did really well. I'm delighted with him. Yeah. Can we expect more signings from a city point of view? Yeah, we'll definitely try and get in one or two. It's it's not that easy, um, especially when you look at the local market here in relation to what you can and can't do. Um, and then getting players in from abroad, the timing isn't ideal if they're not fit if they've been off for a month or six weeks, etc. etc. But we're working on it and please go and get in one or two, you know, through the window. Shorter journey back to Cork City tonight with the point in hand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Cheers, Liam. Thank you. Oshim, we're all over here at Weavers Park. I do not have a three-minute podcast for you because it's finished Shamrock Rovers nil, Crotty United nil. That's six results now. Shamrock Rovers have been unable to take all three points against Crotty United, a place that they they absolutely hate coming to is Weavers Park. They just unable to break this Drottie United team down again. Um, not a lot of action to report from the first half. Greenberg's long range effort from about 30 yards, the only real chance in the first half that um, caused Wogan maybe a little bit of trouble, but he still palmed it away. You, you thought you might see more of a reaction come the second half from Shamrock Rovers, but it didn't come. And. Drottie United then with Luke Heaney after about 65 minutes smashing the post from about 35 yards turned out to be Drottie's best chance of stealing all three points Rovers did that a bit more possession then after the hour mark but still unable to break this Drottie United team down Adebayeg and Conor Keeley were brilliant at the heart of the defence um, Dylan Watts did come close with hitting the crossbar from the edge of the box as well Two maybe half penalty claims, one for either side. One came in the first half with Darumarki and Graham Bourke. Darumarki going down probably a bit too easy. And Rovers had one wave down as well in the second half. But again, it's a it's a night and a frustrating night for Shamrock Rovers where they were, again, as I said, unable to break this Drottie United team down. And as I said, six results now that Rovers have been unable to get three points off Drottie United. Kevin will be very happy with the point tonight. Um, Shamrock Rovers very disappointed with obviously Derry City winning tonight and St. Pat's were looking to close ground as well but unable to with um, a late goal from Cork City but as I said not much to report to give you tonight um, finish nil all here in Weavers Park Well that's it for the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast just to run through the first division results Kerry beaten 3-2 at home to Treaty United Waterford drawing 2 all with Longford Wexford Losing 4-1 to Athlone at home. Cove Ramblers drawing one all with Galway United. And Finharps drawing nil all with Bray Wanderers. What does that mean for the first division table? Galway still on top by 13 points. They're on 59. Waterford second on 46. Cove Ramblers third on 36. Athlone fourth on 32. Bray fifth on 30. Treaty United sixth on 27. Wexford seventh on 25. Longford eighth on 22. Finharps second from bottom on 22. And Kerry bottom. Um... Best of luck to the Republic of Ireland women's team. They should be in Australia by now. It's going to be a great summer and hopefully, at the very least, they can get out of their group in the World Cup. There'll be a lot more on that during the week on the extratime.com podcast with Luke Jordan. He'll 
take a deep dive into everything that's happening in the league and they'll look even more ahead to that game. I know he was um, watching the Ireland-France game the other night and uh, in the days leading up to that, they did a podcast with lots of interviews from the Irish camp that are actually still quite relevant because a lot of it is just kind of World Cup general build-up stuff that didn't really concentrate on kind of leading up to the France game, which was a friendly and it was important, but, you know, there was a wider conversation held about the World Cup. That's it for myself, Oisin Langan. As always, you can get me on at Extra Time News or at Oisin Langan and you'll get all the reports and information that you need on extratime.com. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.